welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode, today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Woo-hoo. Would you love, would you love a postnatal vitamin? That can also support your healthy milk supply. Milky's Nursing Blend Complete Postnatal Vitamin is a two-in-one supplement with vitamin D and vitamin D, vitamin D and vitamin B, made especially for lactating people. With added fenugreek and fennel, this vitamin not only gives you what you need in your postpartum recovery, but also supports your milk supply. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your order. And today... Nursing to sleep. We're going to talk about nursing to sleep and you're going to love it because I know you all want to hear about it and have heard and have heard lots of things about it. Oh, my God. This topic. I can't even tell you like how much I get in my soapbox about this sometimes. I know. So let's do the review of the week and then let's climb up onto our soapbox. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't wait. Okay. (laughs) So review of the week is going to be from eight catery eight. I think I'm reading that right. Eight catery eight. Uh, I wish I found this podcast last year. It has given me so much solace in the parenting choices my wife and I choose. We need more of Abby's and Diane's in this country. Aww. Thanks so much. Thank you. I don't know if my kids would agree they need more of me in this country, but but somebody <laughs> thinks that yeah. there should be more of me around. Because... There's a lot of people be like, yeah, what, Abby? That's good. That's, yeah. that's good. That's all right. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Nurse, nursing to sleep. Yeah. So nursing to sleep. Yeah. So there's so much confusion about this because um, people often will say, am I creating a bad habit? Oh, my God. That's by nursing my child to sleep. This is the big thing, right? They're worried. We get really worried that we're creating a bad habit and that our child is never going to be able to then soothe themselves without nursing (laughs) so let's see where do we start you know all right i'll be start for a second because this is like (laughs) i had a mom call me not too long ago that i saw and she called me and she was talking about i don't know if i'm starting bad habits and okay how old's the baby seven days old um oh my goodness people yeah come on that's very young like your baby and i tell people all i don't care how your baby needs you i don't understand where it got lost where we birthed this baby and then we should automatically like be setting them up to leave and to fend for themselves like they are babies they cannot deal with life on their own they can't like you have to nurture them they need that you're not creating any kind of bad habit if you respond to their needs it is not a bad thing you need to like if they nursing to sleep you're like oh well you know they say just let him cry and sit nursing why why are we doing that he's not gonna nurse to sleep until he's 20 my kid's not nursing to sleep still like he's 18 years old i nursed him to sleep until he stopped nursing He's not nursing still. Like, he doesn't even let me give him a kiss. I tried to sit on the couch next to him today and he pushed me away. Like, come on. Yeah, my four-year-old and seven-year-old do that. Right? Like, it is, they are not going to be nursing forever. This is a kid. They're babies. They need you. 
They are not manipulating you. They are not trying to get one over on you. They are not trying to stay up late and watch Netflix. They just want to be with you and to be soothed and comforted. That's all they need out of their life. They just want a nurse. So, like, the thing is, like, babies are born to breastfeed. Right. This is what they're born to do. They're not born to soothe themselves in any other way. They don't know how. They don't know how. And the pacifier, you know, you think the whole thing about, you know, you know what a pacifier, you know, the pacifier, Mm -hmm. that is a pretend boob. Right. Like this is how they soothe themselves by sucking on your boob. This is how people, this is how humans are wired. This is what they're made to do. It's not a bad habit. We see it as, and I think this stems from, this is a cultural thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where we want for we force everybody to be independent really young like oh you know oh they're still breastfeeding at six months old i mean you know that's too old you know that 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 they should be you know learning how to do other things by then why they're six months old they've been on the planet for six months why should they be learning other things right yeah yeah they should be learning how to balance your checkbook you know because (laughs) that's a skill that they're gonna need when they're an adult i mean you don't need to know anything else except how to breastfeed when you're six months old you really don't that's all you need to know like good and you know what that's really hard to learn i mean like it's a thing they they have to learn like they need to focus like like focus on one thing you know they need to learn how to breastfeed that's all that's all you got to do that's all you got to worry about you don't start learning the life skills class with the balancing of the checkbook and how to make dinner and all this stuff will come later once they figure this part out it is like and I almost feel like I'm demeaning a new family when I'm telling them this. But it's like, they're honest to God. They're sitting there and they're like, but if I pick them up whenever they cry, isn't that going to start a bad habit? If I nurse them to sleep, like my doctor said, that's going to start bad habits. Yes, it's like that's the thing is that this is coming from trusted sources. Right. And the internet and everywhere else that they're saying, you know, and whoever, whatever, grandmother, mother, aunt, whoever, mother-in-law is telling you, don't pick up the baby, don't nurse the baby to sleep, put them down awake so they can learn how to fall asleep on their own. They are babies. They don't know how to do this yet. The time will come when they do. And then, you know, then it happens. But until then, I don't think what I think what is really getting lost is that if you throw them out there, it's like throwing a kid into the pool and just saying, oh, he'll learn to swim if I throw him into the pool. Yeah, and he'll be traumatized <laughs> forever. You know, like he's not going to go, oh, yeah, so I'm up for the swim team now. Now I know how to swim. Like, so these bait, like the more you nurture them, the more confident they are in soothing themselves to sleep. Yes. So you will hear in the, yes, in the attachment parenting world, you say, the more you foster that dependence, when they're young, uh-huh. the more independent they will be later. Absolutely. That's how it goes. With it, it's not, this is not normal. This whole like, you know, the, the creating this distance between ourselves and our babies from such a young age and forcing this independence. And what does that even mean? I, you know, I don't know. The, the, the self-soothing that holds that term self-soothe. It makes me so sick. I know. Like what? What I can't self soothe. 
I know. I can't. Look at the things we do to self-soothe. We drink or smoke. That's right. what people do to self-soothe. Like, right. Uh, yesterday. Yes. I mean, I was, I told you, so I told Diane yesterday we had to cancel our uh, recording because Exley bumped his head and he started acting weird. I had to bring him the doctor. I was driving. We were trying to, he got so scared to go to the doctor. He didn't want to go. And so we're trying to convince him with a brownie to get in the car. <laughs> and he, we get in the car and he's like, no, he doesn't want the brownie. He's like not feeling well. Um, I ate the whole brownie in like two bites. <laughs> That's self-soothing people. Yeah. It, does that sound healthy? No, it doesn't. No, I mean, like, this is not, no, no. <laughs> this is not self-soothing. Is it, It's not a thing. It's not a thing for a six-month-old baby, or any kind of child. No, no. Or anybody. Nobody self-soothes. I mean, there's ways to, like, care for yourself, of course, but, like, we are dependent on other people. But what All I don't, of us, even adults. Or what I don't understand, I know exactly, even as adults we are, what I don't understand is then you have these women that are saying over and over again, like, oh my gosh, my baby's growing so fast. He doesn't want me to lay with him anymore. He doesn't want me to do this. It's like, but then you're the one that pushed him off the bulb. Like, I don't, why? Why are we like pushing these kids into independence and then crying over the fact that they're independent? Like, yeah, because it's because people are telling us that this is what we're supposed to do and it feels horrible. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, you what what feels good is to nurse your baby, to lay down with your baby in this comfortable bed to and 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 nurse them to sleep and I mean granted, please, if you're listening right now, I know you want to get up, you want to pee, you want to be by yourself like I understand. Yeah. I've been there. But it feels good to have this behavior that your baby constantly wants to do it feels good to have that validated you know that's what would feel good but except we're being told like oh you're creating a bad habit you're um you know your 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 baby's not gonna learn how to self-soothe you're you're spoiling them you know you're doing this and this and that and it feels like okay this feels natural this feels normal this feels like what i should be doing what all these people are telling me i'm doing wrong and then it feels it feels awful Mm mm-hmm that yeah. whole thing feels awful. And so you're trying to figure out what do you do? Do you listen to your gut? Do you, to, who can, who, and who can hear their gut anymore? Because it's so drowned out by society, by books, by doctors, by all these people telling us all these things like that you got to push this baby. You got to push this baby, you know, into, into independence. Right. And you do that by stopping breastfeeding early. You do that by letting them cry. You do that by make, putting them to sleep really far away. You Mm -hmm. know, you do these things by creating this distance. And this is what we're told. Right. This is normal in our culture. And this is what, yeah, and society tells us go back to work at six weeks. That's okay. That's normal. Three months is the longest you can be out and your baby should be being, handled by somebody else at that point right right like, right right all of this leads to separation from your baby and it's totally <laughs> right. against what this is what instinctively is the way it should be right and so the bottom line the suckling motion that your baby does when they're breastfeeding that is the only thing that they know that is soothing mm-hmm. that's what they do that's what it is that's why it exists and that's why their mouth goes on your boob that's it bam 100 percent of what you're doing is that and you are never ever wrong when you're doing that you can never it is impossible 
to spoil your baby toddler small child whatever with breastfeeding right no it is impossible or attention or you know like it's just more attention yeah they need you you can't yeah you cannot spoil if breastfeeding is involved it is not spoiling bottom line and nursing them to sleep i mean that is difficult nighttime is like i mean babies are wired humans are wired to be aware at night i mean like back when we were just starting out as humans this was a dangerous time yeah nighttime was a dangerous time with predators around and we are wired to be more aware Hormones more are protected at night. It's yeah. everything is, you know, everything is different <laughs> at night, and that baby wants to be close to you because of that, for one thing. But they just, this is like a normal. This is a normal thing. It is. It is yeah, normal. This is, and why would we want to leave our baby crying when everybody's going to be up? When everybody could just be in a relaxed place when you've nursed them to sleep. Right. Or, or maybe you don't even, you know, maybe you don't let your baby cry, except you're just, you're there, you're trying to get them, you're trying to soothe them to sleep without breastfeeding. And all they want to do is nurse. Mm-hmm. That's all they want to do. And then, and, and you're, 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 everybody's losing, you're losing sleep because you're just trying to avoid that one step of nursing them, right. which is the only step. Because for fear that that they're being spoiled, that you're creating a bad habit, and 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 you know this is how how they're wired to go to sleep. And James McKenna from the Mother Baby Sleep Laboratory at yeah. Notre Dame, he's like the big. We've talked about it before, especially in the co sleeping. And we have an episode on co sleeping that is very popular. It is and very popular. You might might like it because it's you know it's it's uh, similar to this topic. But we talk about James McKenna a lot there and he has a lot of research on this type of thing of of coast bed sharing and 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 you know um the safe co sleeping guidelines. But he has an article called um it's called something like why human babies do not and should not sleep alone. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And I we can put the link. Oh yeah um, that'd be cool on the site um, under this episode so you can read it. Uh, but it's great. It's a fantastic thing. And, and it just really explains, like, and you because know, a lot of this, when when we're talking about nursing to sleep, we just start to think bad habit, not going to, he'll never stop doing it. You know, it's going to be a problem. Um, and, and all we need to do is kind of just do a little bit of reading, do a little bit of talking, um, and, and just to re-educate a little bit. And just shift that perspective away from this kind of cultural weirdness that's happened over time, over the 40 hour work week and, um, you know, this falsity of independence that we are so happy to talk about here. <laughs> um, you know, we just, we need to just relearn this. Right. One thing. And that, so, yeah. One thing I, I, like, I don't understand too is, where like people have told me all sorts of different things like oh at three months they should be going to sleep on their own at six months they should be laying down by themselves at, at eight weeks they should be. it's just like where do these numbers come from like where is this yeah, coming totally from totally made up it's all of it is made up all of it is what people think should be happening oh at their eight weeks they should be sleeping this way they shouldn't be eating anymore overnight they're only trying to manipulate you into getting right. up with them they're you know like there is that is not the case you know that is not what's happening and 
one of the other things that drives me crazy you were saying earlier like you know the phrase that you hated and the one thing i hate is when people say to me the baby is using me as a pacifier oh yeah it's like no we use the pacifier as a replacement for the mother Mm -hmm. that's what the pacifier is why anybody thinks that a mom is like a piece of plastic that the baby is just being you know pacified with that's not how it is don't ever think yeah, of yourself as what you are giving to your baby when you nurse them is a, something that they could never get anywhere else ever that they will have with them for the rest of their lives. It's not just a way to eat. It's not just, okay, they're getting milk. They can get it any way they want. No, it is way more than that. Feeding, like the nutrition they get out of it is just a small portion of the benefit that they're getting. Like, there's so much more to it. Breastfeeding like, oh, is so yeah. much more than food. Yeah. So much more than food. And more on that after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you suffering from sore or cracked nipples? You are not alone and help is on the way. Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm is organic and lanolin-free, made with natural ingredients to heal, protect, and moisturize. It is safe for both mom and baby, and there is no need to wipe it off before breastfeeding. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your order. Yeah, it's. I just breastfeeding is more than food. It is more than food, and people need to really start realizing that and start identifying it as this is a way to soothe my child. This is a way to comfort my child. This is a way to make my child more confident in his own being. This is a way to help my child learn how to self-soothe. You know, there's so much more to it than just, okay, they need to eat. They're getting up at night because they need to eat. Well, they shouldn't need to eat anymore. They just want you to come in there. They just want you to come in and nurse them. So just, you know, it's like we get yeah. m- mothers. Don't be fooled. Don't be manipulated by them. Because <laughs> God knows they will manipulate you later, right? <laughs> so the the thing that really is like, I understand that mothers are t- we're tired. You know, we are tired. Some of these mothers like sleep an hour at a time, and it's like it's so hard. To try to function when you just, when you have not had a full night of sleep in, you know, six months and you just want to be able to do that. And it's like, it will happen, but your baby needs you. Like, that's kind of the bottom line. I don't, I don't like, I don't want to sound cruel or anything, but that's just, they need you. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and that's what, if we can, like a part of the whole, like re-education is, is learning about how normal it is to lay down with your baby, mm-hmm. how if you create that safe space for your baby, which you can again look at at James McKenna's website, that you can just lay down and go to sleep, mm-hmm. and they can stay latched on, and you can sleep more. Everybody does. Everybody sleeps more. The, the research shows that yeah, that bed sharing parents get more sleep. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that it is really annoying. To like, you know, I remember I nursed my children to sleep, all both of them. Um, and I do remember at night, like when it was time, you know, like bedtime where I'd want to go in or to nap, whatever time when I'd be laying in the bed, nursing them to sleep. I'd be like, okay, they're sleeping. I would love to get up. Mm -hmm. I would love to just get up, not hold them, 
have some time to myself where I can just watch TV or I can make myself something to eat or I can clean or do all these things that you wish you wouldn't do, but you're going to do anyway. Right. You know, and I know, and I understand that. And, you know, there, there's, so first of all, you have to know that if, if you're struggling to do that and your baby doesn't seem to want to let go, that your baby is normal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. It's just like normal. This is what's supposed to be happening. But if you kind of study their sleep patterns a little bit, you might get to a point. I got to a point with both of my boys where I could nurse them to sleep. And if I hit that window just right, I could slip my finger in, press down on my nipple, pull it out real gently, and I could sneak away. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really nice. (laughs) It was really nice. And I still nursed them to sleep. They got what they needed. Um, And of course, they're going to wake up. You don't get to have 10 hours to yourself now. Right. Um, But you get to do a few things and sometimes they'll sleep longer than usual. And, 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 um, it's really, you know, there's, there's ways that you can, um, still nurse to sleep and still be able to have a little bit of, and they're going to go to sleep easier. So it's, it's really going to, it's really going to be actually helpful. And I think if if you try to think about it in like a long term plan, like, like we were saying earlier, the more you nurture them, the more you respond to them, the easier they are at self-soothing. Yeah. And the quicker they learn it. So like, this is a situation where, you know what, the more you wear your baby, the more you do skin to skin with your baby, the more you keep in contact, like just all day long, that baby is going to learn how to soothe on their own a lot faster. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. They will learn. They will mm-hmm. learn how, that, that, yeah, that their needs are being met. And so that's a good, because I want to talk about manipulation for a second, because we feel like we're being manipulated by babies. Yeah. So the thing about manipulation is, okay, before I had my kids, I was working, I worked as a social worker with um, abused and neglected teenage wards of the state. Talk about a group of manipulative, manipulative <sighs> kids. So this is where manipulation comes from. So manipulation comes from unmet needs. And so if we go through, if we start not meeting our need, the needs of our babies when they're young, we will see manipulative traits come out. Mm-hmm. This is where, this is how this happens. If you, if you focus on meeting the needs of babies and children, they won't need to manipulate you to get what they, what they're, what, whatever they're needing. Exactly. Cause manipulation really isn't like we think about, mani- you're just manipulating me to get me a cho- to get a chocolate chip cookie. No, nobody manipulates for a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> if they are, the cho- chocolate chip cookie means something. Okay. It means attention. It means, you know, some sort of loving connection or something like that. Manipulation is in order to meet emotional needs that are being unmet. So you really are, you're not being manipulated by your baby. They don't know how to do that. They haven't learned that skill. Manipulation is a skill that they learn later on. Yeah, it's almost like the parent is manipulating the baby into sleeping. Trying to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's what they want. That's the need that they need, Matt. Right, and so that's good because a sleep is a is a need that you. Yeah, sleep absolutely. is That's a valid. That's yeah. a valid need. 
Um, but, but that, that's when, you know, that's when we've got to start looking at how are you going to get sleep? How are you going to get that sleep? How are you actually going to get that sleep? Because fighting with the baby to not, not be nursing them to sleep is that, I mean, maybe there are, you know, obviously people or babies are born with different temperaments and some, you know, some go to sleep differently. Like Exley, Jack nursed to sleep until he was six and a half years old. Mm -hmm. Exley, just by way of maybe being the second child, maybe being a little bit easier going, you know, I would be getting uh, Jack to sleep and then my husband would be with Exley. And then while I was getting Jack to sleep, Exley would fall asleep with my husband and then we would lay down and he would sometimes already be asleep. And so he just kind of didn't always nurse to sleep mm-hmm. because it was just he, it just the, the circumstances I was happy. You know, they, of course, he would uh, soon wake up and then I would be nursing him. Um, but um I don't know where I was going with that. But there's different, <laughs> yeah, the there's different, different like, you know, if you're stuff, trying yeah. to, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to like, maybe you don't nurse your child to sleep and maybe it just goes fine with you. And that, and that's, that's, that happens. There are babies that are just like easy going with certain things. And, and, and if that happened, then that's, that's just what happens. Um, but if you're fighting with your baby, if you're battling through it, you, you have to understand that your baby, there's nothing wrong with your baby. Cause that's the other thing is what I remember that with Jack early on when, when I would just, you know, I'd be doing what I saw in the movies and they said in the books and be going down to put him down in his little bassinet <laughs> to sleep and he would just wake up and I'm like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. He doesn't I hear that all the time. I hear he that all the time. Yes. What's wrong with him? He doesn't know how to sleep. What's wrong? wrong and it was you know i didn't get it right you know and then when i started to get it he was sleeping (laughs) (laughs) you know and then when i started to kind of research more about um co-sleeping and you know the safe ways to do that soon the chaos was and i'm not the chaos never end (laughs) just that particular stressor alleviated a little bit because we all st- we started sleeping mm-hmm. once we brought jack into bed and i started nursing him through the night we were sleeping more and there was times where i didn't like it where i was like my body is sore i need to move i can't move there's this thing stuck to my boob i can't you know like yeah. there's times where it's uncomfortable and it's so true like not there not this is never going to be like totally pain-free you know, this is hard and it's uncomfortable sometimes and there's really no way around it. No. But there's nothing wrong with your baby. No. And it's not a bad habit. You your your child will They figure it it's out. It's not a bad habit. It's not a bad habit. It's, it's not, a perfectly yeah. natural, normal thing that they are wired to do, that they are just born to do. But babies need to build a security and a trust with you. Yes, you're their mother and their father or their, you know, whatever, whatever your situation is, but they need to know that they can trust you and they need to feel secure about where they are now that they're in the world. And if they cry and nobody comes for them, they are learning that nobody is coming for them. You know, like they're not good. That is not learning self-soothing. That is learning Right. Distrust. But babies that are, you know, if you're responding to them, you're nursing them to sleep when they need it. You, you know, pick them up when they're crying. You go and get them and nurse them when they wake up, whatever. They're learning. Oh, my mom's always here. I cry. My mom is always here to get me. 
She's always here. And that builds their trust. You know, that, that builds their trust in everyone yeah. in the world at large. You are a super powerful person. Oh my God. You are setting the stage. You are setting the stage for every relationship they will ever have. You're setting the stage for the relationship they will have with society around them. Mm-hmm. Like, don't start freaking out. Like, be proud. <laughs> yeah. Be proud. This is exactly, this is, this is how big this is. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you are setting this entire life up right now for your baby. Do not feel guilty about picking them up. Just stop listening to these idiots who are saying, you know, to just put them down and to stop spoiling them and to stop nursing them to sleep. And, you know, don't listen to that garbage. No, listen to your instinct with this. This is your baby. And bottom line, I tell people all the time, like, it's your baby. A lot of times people say, well, can I give a pacifier? Well, can I give a bottle? Well, can I do this? Or can I, you know, can I nurse him to sleep? Or can I, this is your baby. It is your baby. And you make the decisions for what you think is best for your baby. Bottom line, like nobody else makes that decision, but you. Right. From now until the end of time. Yep. And along with nursing to sleep always comes this crap with like, oh, but they're going to get cavities. So you can go back and see our episode about cavities and hear about that. I just had that come up again this week somewhere. Yeah. What else comes with the nursing to sleep? I feel like there's more stuff like the cavities is, you know, we have an episode on that. So listen to that. Um, that and the manipulation is really the biggest. The manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. Bad habits. You're going to learn bad habits. Bad habits. Yeah. It, it just, you know, I, it's gotten to the point where like, I mean, I go to, I go to, um, uh, pediatrician who where like when you go in you know how the nurse comes in first and they ask you all the questions yeah um so they say one of the questions they ask is does the baby sleep in the crib or in the family bed like that's just like one of the questions like they're they're like they promote you know co-sleeping and yeah it's just uh, that's just what they ask um and so but most places are not like that. No. And most places will be like, where is the baby sleeping? Oh, you know, you never should ever have a baby in the family bed. And again, you can see see our episode on co-sleeping. But like, you know, again, you're going to go to a medical office for medical advice. You don't need to talk about all the other stuff that are not has nothing to do with, you know, the, the, their opinion on breastfeeding, their opinion on where people are sleeping, their opinions on, you know, all these things. There's really no one's business. No. It's not me- it's not a medical situation. So, this, you know, yeah. listen to what, their heart, look in their ears, do your job. <laughs> this is what you between you and your baby, you know, if and you know what? Like I hear all the time too when moms go back to work full time, baby's what, 3 months old, 4 months old, moms go back to work and then babies are up all night if again. If they're lucky. Right. And it's like, yeah, if they're lucky, they're going back in four months. Usually it's earlier than that. But those babies sometimes reverse because they want to be with their mom and they haven't been with their mama all day long. And you hear these stories about mothers being like, well, yeah, the baby's up all every hour now. I've gone back to work and, you know, I just sit in the chair and rock them and rock them and rock them and rock. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Just everybody lay down, you know, like it's just Just lay down. Yeah. You got to lay down. Yeah. Right. Um, that's the best thing you can do. And, and like I said, there's going to be a link here 
to the safe co-sleeping guidelines, you can read through that and you can set up a safe, safe sleeping situation in any house, any situation that you're in, you know, you can figure this out. And yeah, if everyone just lays down, you can sleep. I mean, it's not going to be like it was before you had a baby. Right. It's just not going to be. No. It's not going to happen. Babies, they also... It will. I mean, it's, it's apparently, eventually, eventually yeah. it happens. I don't know. I've heard. <laughs> Babies need to also, they need to learn how to, like, we needed to learn how to fall asleep. You know, we've talked about this before, like, on the on their sleep episodes and stuff, that they need to learn how to fall asleep. Babies need to learn everything that they will do. And that goes from breastfeeding at birth all the way up. And when I was first working as a lactation consultant, I had this great mentor that um, I worked under and she used to, was used to crack me up because like we'd be in the hospital and a mom would be like, Oh, well the baby's not latching. So I'll just give him a bottle. And she'd be like, so I guess when the baby doesn't walk after the first time they try, you're just going to carry them around for the rest <laughs> of their life. Or maybe they won't tie their shoe right the first time. So then you're going to have to put them in Velcro shoes forever. Like it just, they need to learn how to do this. And we need as their moms to nurture them into learning how to do this. You know, it's, it's just like the guidance that we need to get. It's going to be forever right now. It's sleep later on. It's going to be learning to tie their shoes and potty training. And, you know, like all of these little obstacles that you come across that are hard that will pass. And it just, yeah. And all the phases that you're in, all the things that seem like they're never going to end and they seem horrible and it seems like there's no way out. They all end. They do. They do. And then you look back and you're like, Oh my God. Wow. That's over. I know. I look back to, I mean, Jack's only seven years old. I look back to those early days. It seems like 40 years ago. No, it's so weird. I mean, it seems like it's unbelievable. I, I can't even believe that that was in this lifetime. I know. It's crazy. You know, and it's just, it goes really, really quickly. <laughs> so it's it hard does. when you're in it, but you're doing the right thing. That's really, you know, you what are, it comes down when to. it comes to breastfeeding, you're always doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make a bad decision that way. That's right. Yeah. And breastfeeding works for everything. Breastfeeding is always the answer. If just, if you're at when in question, when in doubt, whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> whip it out. Okay. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And please share your experience in the review section on iTunes. And maybe you will be our review of the week. And head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com for sponsor links, promo codes, and all of our other episodes. And you can now find us on YouTube at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. And we'll Bye. see you next time. Bye.